right, my friend Steve Logan joins us now on the Adam Gold Show, former East Carolina coach and offensive coach to the Stars. Uh, so, sir, I want the, my my first question to you. Um, Dave Canales is the new coach of the Panthers, and he is going to be charged with repairing. I'm going to guess Bryce Young. So, what is his first job to get to Bryce and kind of uh, help him? turn around what we saw last year well the first job really it belongs to i guess they hired dan morgan as the general yeah. manager is that accurate yep well that that's where the heavy lifting is yes. because you've got a you got to start with the offensive line and i mean you can't nobody can throw laying on their back and we saw that all year long mm-hmm. i still think there's hope for bryce young uh he made some really pretty throws he's got accuracy he's got timing but, uh, you know, the offensive line and the whole football team, yes. you know, it's it's just a mess. It's a mess uh, defensively, but particularly the offensive line. You can't you can't ask anybody to stand back there and, uh, you know, solve the problem of uh, throwing completions when you're under that much pressure. And that's where it's got to start. And it may be one of those drafts. Adam, I remember – uh, you, you, I know you'll remember this draft three, four, five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys and uh, the Dallas Cowboys had a first round pick, and they picked a, an offensive guard. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and the entire country melted down. <laughs> but everybody in the football industry, and me included, I, I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick because a quality offensive lineman, you're gonna you're gonna probably get eight to ten years out of that guy. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a safe pick, but a solid pick. It's not sexy. But that's where the that's where you got to go if you're the Panthers is you got to go down that road and sign good offensive linemen and almost anybody that they get right now will be an improvement of what they had in my opinion. <laughs> it was not a, it was a terrible offensive line. I know they had injuries, uh, but I think even healthy uh, again relatively healthy the year before, and it took about midway through the year that year before the offensive line looked really competent. And it, and that was when they were basically running the ball 65% of the time. Uh, but pass blocking has always been a challenge for that group. Um, with, with Canales, how much of what he did with Baker Mayfield uh, this year, Geno Smith last year, how much of the stuff – has to change for Bryce Young. Those guys had been around a little bit longer. Bryce has not seen any success, and he's obviously just in his second year. Well, Gino hadn't had much success either, so it's it, right. on the surface. It, it looks like Canales is a guy that is going to come in and assess the attributes available in the quarterback. What what can Bryce Young do? And this is going to be a data gathering adventure through OTAs, uh, mini camps, and those kinds of things. And then you begin to craft the offense around those attributes. That's what good coaches do. And uh, you know he's he's got a track record. And what he did with Geno Smith, and I mentioned this to you a couple of years ago, and even this year, you know Geno Smith's career got uh, revived, mm-hmm. and that's coaching. It's coaching because there's talent there. And but when you go sticking square pegs and round holes and, and you get dogmatic about your approach, it's a death knell unless you get lucky and find the guy that perfectly fits your system. So, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, I always thought Baker was a, a really good prospect. And what, you know, 
people downgrade or talk down about his time with the Browns. I thought he was very good with mm-hmm. the Browns. His last year with the Browns, he played on one leg <laughs> with a broken rib and everything else. He and a bad shoulder. He, he, and he played he through a everything. bad shoulder, too, yeah. Yeah, he had everything. And so, I mean, <laughs> that speaks well of the young man. But, uh, you know, obviously they crafted some things around him, and he played some really good football this year for the Buccaneers. And so, you know, the 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 projection of bringing in Canales is, you know, what has happened should happen in the future and like i say i think bryce young's got attributes that can be uh you can win with him i I believe that but he's going to have to have some help all right now we they need offensive linemen they need receivers in the worst way uh they need maybe a more uh concrete consistent plan but if you were dave canales or his quarterbacks coach what do you? What's the first thing you do with Bryce specifically, to kind of uh, to 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 rechart the trajectory? Well, the thing that's normal in those situations, Adam, you go in and you break down all the tape, and then you take you know you build tape of Bryce Young doing some really nice things, and you give him that visual, and you go over it with him, and then that's at the same time. You debrief Bryce Young. What was going on here? Why did you do this? How did you do this? Are you comfortable doing this? And you begin to, like I say, it's a data gathering exercise. And then you begin to say, well, you know, as you're gathering this data, you've got your playbook in the back of your mind. That's that's a that's a it's a it's kind of a smorgasbord. You know, NFL playbooks are smorgasbord. There's mm-hmm. God knows everything in there. <laughs> all right. And so what is it that you can, uh, after you debrief and you're showing Bryce successes and you're showing him a a tape of failure as well, what happened here? Why did this happen? Can we remedy this? Can you take this play and make it something that's part of what we do? And he might say, yeah, I can tell you why it didn't feel good last year. And so that's the kind of exchange that takes place at the pro level because the, the professional football players, and I've told you this before, it's really liberating to work with them. It was for me mm-hmm. because you have a, you, I enjoyed the parallel relationship as opposed to a vertical relationship. Right. Okay. I, I could go in and I could ask Blaine Gabbert or Josh Freeman, Hey, what's going on here? What do you think? You want to throw that out? You want to keep going with this? And it, it was all good information that goes back and forth. And, you know, I never felt threatened by that. It was empowering and fun to collaborate with those young men. Yeah, you always told me it was like uh, it was like grad school, right? The um, um, it was because those guys were all a they were all smart, uh, and they were yep. they were searching for knowledge on how to get better. No, and listen, they'll do when you introduce something to them and they embrace it, and then they have success with it. I'm telling you right now, a professional football player will jump off of a bridge for you. They'll do anything when they see that you can help you, help them in their career. They'll do anything for you, and they'll they'll play hard. They'll believe in you, and uh, you know you you got to be flexible. And I I was flexible, and I enjoyed, uh, like I say, I enjoyed that dynamic. And that's exactly what's got to take place with Bryce Young. You got to go in and. Uh, I, I, I do know this. Every time I walked into a professional room, 
my opening statement to these men that would be sitting there with crossed arms <laughs> because they've been burnt before. Right. And, and, and there's, you know, they've been burnt. I would say this to them every time. I would say, have you ever been screwed by a coach? And they would say, yeah. I'd say, okay, until I screw you, <laughs> I want you to just give yourself to me. Can we start there? And they would say, yeah. And, you know, invariably we would be four, six months into this journey and they would completely give themselves to me because they realized that I was there to help them get more money <laughs> get a contract. And, uh, you know, that's the way the game's played at that level. You I can, enjoyed it. You can do that in college now. I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, not kidding. It's, it's, no, actually, it's actually true. I, miss, <laughs> I, I told everybody, I said, I would love to be a coach right now at the collegiate level. I've got a problem. I'm going to go buy me something. <laughs> just go. What? I don't have to sneak around anymore. Right. I'll go get that guy. It's legal. It's 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 a hundred percent above I board. Know it. I, I, I was way late on that deal. I missed it. All right. Steve Logan. Before I let you go, real quick, the conference championships. We have four good quarterbacks, and they're all very different. Um. So, uh, Jared Goff. And Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship game. Give me something that you like or love about each quarterback. Those two guys are so much alike; it's amazing. They're, <laughs> they're uh, you know, their timing, uh, a real catchable ball. Uh, they're seeing the field really well. You know, Jared Goff. The knock on Jared Goff was he wasn't seeing the field well enough for the Rams. He's evolved and he's gotten really, really good. Now I'm watching him, particularly on third down. I loved him coming out of college. I wrote him up mm -hmm. when I was the quarterback coach with the 49ers, and I had him number one on my board. And he's turning into that. So I'm, I'm tickled for him. And then, uh, you know, you go to the other half of that thing, and <laughs> right now it's just the Lamar Jackson show, I think. It's just that guy, <laughs> he – what a wild deal that is. I mean, good luck. And, and Patrick Mahomes are basically the same thing. I mean, you want to blitz them? Good luck. Nobody can get them <laughs> on the ground ever. You don't blitz them, they'll just they'll torture you. So anyway, that's high level football, man. At at its finest, both those guys. What, one quick thing about about Purdy, and I don't, I I haven't noticed this about Goff, but I've seen enough uh, film of people breaking down Purdy. Purdy, to me, is a very old-school quarterback in that he throws a lot of his balls before his receiver makes their break uh, and True. run. So uh, to, we don't see a lot of that because college quarterbacks are not trained that way, uh, and we have to get as much out of college quarterbacks when they get to the NFL. Uh, is that true about Purdy? Uh, is that he is very much a timing passer? Very much so. And Jared Goff has become that. And, uh, you know, I love watching Brock Purdy play because he, uh, and forgive me for mentioning Matt Ryan one more time, but, <laughs> you know, Matt Ryan, I had so many clips of film of Matt Ryan releasing a football and completing a ball 22 yards downfield. And when he was releasing the football, I had it on tape. The receiver would be five to seven yards down the field. And the ball coming out of Matt Ryan's hands on 22-yard <laughs> comeback routes on the sideline, and you can't coach that. And uh, it's deadly. It's deadly because uh, it's it's such a different um, way to succeed. Um, for instance, the uh, uh, Lamar Jackson mm -hmm. he waits and confirms a man to be open, right, and then makes up for the same amount of time with a BB mm -hmm. that's going 9 million miles an hour. So the end result is the same. 
But the beauty of the anticipation of a Brock Purdy, Matt Ryan, and even Jared Goff, the way they do things, I mean, that's the thing that they that's advantageous to those two men I just mentioned, the catchability of the ball. Yeah. It's so easy to catch, and that matters. Steve Logan, as always, I appreciate your time, sir. Uh, go uh, Go play tennis or whatever else you're doing today. Exactly. I'm still getting over the Djokovic upset, but I'll get. I'll I picked get it. I picked it. I picked Yannick Center last <laughs> I did, night. I I did too. I saw that coming. That kid is out of his mind, isn't he? He is great. He is great. I had the. Uh, I thought. Great. I thought Zverev was going to beat uh, Medvedev, but uh, didn't happen. Uh, well, uh, De- listen, Daniel five, came back five, from two sets down. Five set tennis is a whole different set of problems, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's why I don't play anymore, uh, Coach. I appreciate your time. All right, man. I'll see you. You got it. Steve Logan here.